Hello, 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 hello. Bienvenue. Uh, I don't want to say welcome in any other language, besides English and a little bit of French. Welcome to the Roar Podcast. Welcome back to Roar. My name is Sam Spellman, and uh, we're going to get right in to some good stuff today. We've got a great conversation prepared for you. And by prepared, I mean God has something prepared. Um, he is always wanting to meet with us, get with us and reveal himself to us, which is what this show is all about. It's just a conversation, um, just digging into the word. I want you guys to come along with me as we get into some of these things and let the reality of who Christ is really land in our hearts. So, um, this is your first time listening to the show, listen to the podcast. Um, you can check the description for more information about myself, Family Mission, Spelman Ministries, Family Ministry, all that good stuff. If you want to support Family Mission, any way there you can get involved uh, through the description, website, social media stuff. Yeah, all that wonderful, wonderfulness. But we're going to get into some good stuff today. You might say, Sam, what is that good stuff? What are What are we getting into? Well... I'm glad you asked. Um, Isaiah chapter 60. I want to read some stuff um, in it. This is a, I would say, pretty heavily quoted section of scripture. A lot of things. And if you've ever been around like church, you probably know the very beginning of this chapter. Um, It says, arise, shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the... Wow, that was great English. (laughs) For behold, verse 2, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. The peoples. That means peoples is a word. The peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you, and nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see, they all gather together, they come to you, your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be carried on the hip, then you shall see and be radiant, and your heart shall thrill and exult, because the abundance of the sea shall be returned to you, and the wealth of the nations shall come to you. And he continues on here, but I want to pause for a second, and just talk about the beginning of this. This is, this is very good news for God's people. Your light has come. Now, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. But he says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So if you see Jesus, you've seen the light of the Father. Um, A lot of things in Scripture, they're very interconnected. It's like, uh, you know, I'm I'm learning this more and more um, as a follower of God, as a follower of Christ, and that is this. A lot of places that I thought it used to be this or this, you know, justice or mercy. I'm realizing it's both. See, the cross was both justice and mercy at the same time. It wasn't a split situation, but both things were fulfilled in one stroke. And a lot of things, even with the Lord, they're things that seem like they they could never touch. They could never coexist. They could never be together. They are both fulfilled in one stroke of his wisdom. So when we get into some of these things, it's powerful how you can read, again, like this scripture, which is talking about the Lord, but it's also talking to Israel. So God's natural people, but it also speaks to God's people who have been born again and grafted into God's natural family, right? When we're born again, we're grafted into the family of God, the lineage of Abraham, which Jesus 
is of that lineage. He's of the lineage of David as well, which ultimately stems back to Abraham. So we're in that bloodline through Christ and the blood of his cross, right? By which we've been reconciled. We are now reintroduced into this kingdom, into this bloodline of Israel. So these promises, these things that we see, they actually apply to the church a lot of times. They can come involved or come, excuse me, and actually speak to us and be involved in our lives. That's why I'm saying this. And you can, But it's important to also understand when it's being spoken, who is it being spoken to. Um, in discerning scripture and understanding scripture, uh, the, the Bible speaks typically to three groups of people. Um, the three groups of people would be the church, um, the Jew, the Jewish people, the, the natural lineage of Abraham or Isaac, um, Israel, and the Gentile or the nations that are not connected, that are not God's people. Um, so understanding who is the intended hearer can help us to hear things um, properly and discern the scripture properly. But again, like I said, there is this element that this actually can speak to us as a born again believer. Some of these promises and some of these things, because we are the body of Christ, correct? Is that, that's understood, which means for Christ, who is this light, we as the body of Christ ourselves, Jesus said, you're a light. You're like a city on a hill. So we, as the born again, are actually this light that's being talked about. As a born again believer, nations shall come to your light. They shall come to the church, to the born again believer, the spirit filled believer of God. Those who have been connected to the father, who have reestablished that connection with love himself and love has now inhabited them and has made his temple and his abode within us. Cool stuff. So, behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, which is obvious if you've seen the news. You can see that uh, there's some gnarly stuff out there that is, uh, things be happening, so to speak. Things are going downhill somewhat in the earth, but things are going up for the church. God is not defeated. God is not mocked. And uh, he's got a way through all of this. And even in it, it's... um. it's a beautiful thing because God's with us in every moment. I think, too, I heard this recently shared, um, a missionary from Mozambique, um, I cannot remember his last name, so you'll have to forgive me, um, but he came about and uh, he was sharing something and he talked about grace and he gave a light and a definition of the grace of God. And then I was talking with dad about what he said and the Lord brought up a scripture to us as we were communicating about what was shared from this missionary and uh, it just painted this picture of grace that I hadn't fully seen yet. And I think this is really good. And I think it applies to how do I um, manifest or shine light in a dark situation where there is this very clear darkness that's covering the earth. There's wickedness, there's injustice, there's things that are wrong are happening. People are being wronged, lied to, cheated, stolen from, beat down, like things are not looking pretty. How do I shine as a light? Even when those things are happening to me, I've been cheated. I've been lied. Well, let me tell you, Jesus was not treated uh, he was not accepted. At the end of his ministry, he was crucified. So if we looked at just the idea of, well, did Jesus have a mega church? And I use that term very respectfully. There are tons of huge churches that are doing the work of the ministry. And I don't say that to be like mega churches are bad. What I am saying is the fruit of those churches, no matter whether it's big or small, I have another friend. I gotta. I want to say this before I get back to the, the missionary from Mozambique. I had another friend, uh, his name's uh, Charlie, 
and uh, he was sharing something that the Lord was revealing to him about fruit. And he shared, he said, you know, different churches are like different, they can be like different fruits, the fruit of those churches. You can have a mega church, which is like a watermelon. It's a big fruit. But if that fruit is ripe and, and healthy, no matter whether it's a big fruit or if it's a little blueberry, a body of believers that's 12, 10 strong, or there's a body of 100, 200, of 1,000, whatever sized fruit, it doesn't matter. But what matters is how that fruit tastes. And if it tastes like Christ, it's locked in. Same way, when I'm talking about a mega church, I'm talking about people that are, you know, they're locked in. They're they're good people. So whether it's this big manifestation, which we could look at Jesus's life, and if we were just judging off size alone, off of the things that man typically uses as a gauge, size, success, what the flesh would define as success, which is typically a lot of money, a lot of resources, a lot of attention, um, that is good publicity, right? Those things that typically are like associated with you've done the thing. You would look at the end of Jesus's life and you'd say he failed. He had one of his disciples there with him on the cross. He was killed. And then they all scattered at the end until he was resurrected, right? I mean, you would say, I don't know if you did the right thing, Jesus, but he didn't. He was perfect in the suffering, in the things that did not go his way. He was a light still, and his light didn't change based on the circumstances around him. So again, how do I manifest this light? That's back to what we're talking about. It's the grace of God, and this is what the missionary said. Um, He said this. He said, grace is the ability to stay in Christ and be rooted in Christ in the midst of adversity and to not change but to be seated at the table. Like the Bible says, I prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. That's a powerful truth. That's what God's grace does. It allows us no matter whether we're going up. Paul says, I know what it means to have a lot and I know what it means to have a little. In other words, whether I am abounding in the moment I am just moving, taking ground, or maybe I'm dealing with something. Maybe there's a little bit of pressure on my life. Maybe I'm dealing with uh, health pressure, financial pressure. Things aren't going my way at work. There's just stuff that maybe I'm dealing with working through. That does not need to change how my light shines. I am connected to the eternal Father, the eternal God who does not change. He is the one who formed me, and I am made in His image, which means I was made in the image of steadfastness of faithfulness. It's one of the the fruits of the spirit. Our father who is spirit, right? The Bible says the father is spirit. Jesus said to the woman at the well, the father who's spirit is seeking those to worship him in spirit and in truth. So I get to follow the Lord in spirit and in truth. Well, what's the truth about who I was created to be? I was created in the image of the eternal father. So when I live and when I move, when I make a decision and when I see myself, it is from that steadfast, consistent, eternal perspective that has been given to me by the grace, the outstretched hand, the ability of God, which he has bestowed upon me through his son, Again, we talked about in the last podcast about the vine, the root, being connected to Jesus, who is the one who distributes. He says, there's no way to the Father but by me. He distributes through his relationship with us, his union with us, his being one spirit through the born-again experience. He distributes this life, this steadfastness, this consistency that we then can shine. So what does it say in verse 4? Lift up your eyes all around and see they all gather together. When our eyes are down and focused on ourselves, they are down in despair, depression, um, whatever the thing is that is trying to lower our vision. When our vision is down and looking at these natural things, circumstances, 
uh, issues, problems, things that so often take our focus from the Father, from truth, and from the trajectory of love where we're headed to down into the next thing right in front of me in the mud. See, it was whenever Peter took his eyes off of Jesus that he began to sink. And I think it's interesting that he began to sink. I don't know about you, but anyone on water, they don't begin to sink. They just straight up go down. That's been my personal experience with water. So you think of the mercy, even in the moment where we're distracted, the Lord's so merciful and gracious that he's graced us to not even sink in an instant as his children, but to have a beginning to sink, starting to sink in the waters that would used to consume us, those things that used to just take us out in a moment. We can actually begin to, whoa, 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 and then the thought, what reaches out, again, in his grace, in his light, in his mercy, in the goodness of who he is, he pulls us back up. He's a good father. He's a great father. So this light, keeping our eyes up and all around and see all that God is gathering towards us. God has put people in your life. If you're a believer, God has those who he's placed around you strategically, and he has put you in a place. He might have put you in the darkest place. It might be worse than Gotham City out there. You might feel like Batman in the night having to fight through all this junk, but he's placed you there, not for you to wear yourself out, but for you to shine and to let those who wish for the truth, like Paul says, always be ready to give a testimony of your hope, of your faith, of, of the goodness, of the, the vision that you see of the goodness of God in your life. Always be ready to give testimony because people are watching and the Lord has strategically placed people in front of you and around you that are looking and they're seeing and they're watching the fruit of this goodness and this light that is planted on the inside of you. So trust that that's there. Believe that it's there by faith, right? Believe it. See that it's in there. Let your vision be focused on Jesus and let him begin to tell you, this is what I put in you. When you were born again, I put my spirit. You know, let's let's go there real quick. The fruit of the spirit. This is um, something I meditate on often, um, often, often, often. Galatians chapter five. Um, this is a, a section of scripture. I, I, I encourage you, we got to let these basic truths never come into question because the enemy, why would you... Okay, if I was strategically trying to take down or dismantle something, I would go for the root, baby. You know, if I'm cutting down a tree, I'm not going to start at the very top, go through all the work to get a crane, make it all the way to the top, and just cut off inch by inch and just work my way down, just inch by No, if I was strategic, I would go for the bottom of that thing. I would go for the root system. I would go for the foundation, and I would cut that foundation because everything that's built on that is coming down if I knock that foundation out. It's the same way with the enemy. He comes for the foundation of our hearts, the foundation of our faith, the goodness of God, the reality of what's been planted inside of us. He goes for the root. He is nefarious. And so these foundational things, such as the fruit of the Spirit, such as the love of God, the things that which Jesus Christ himself, who is the root of all things, he's going for the root. If he can discredit Jesus, if he can discredit the Holy Spirit, if he can discredit God, he is successful in everything else being torn down because the foundation has been stolen. He's a thief and he's a liar. So don't let the, the foundation be stolen in your life. If you've been born again, you have these things are planted in you. And if you really desire, you can pray and ask the Father for these things. Say, Lord, I feel like my peace has been stolen. Would you please give to me your peace through your spirit? Would you please, Lord, I read in your word that it is true that you, he is a good father. He will give you his peace. He will give you these things. What are the fruit of the spirit? 
love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those who belong to Christ, and that's you if you've been born again, and have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. In other words, by faith you have chosen to follow Christ. Man, when we live by the Spirit or live by these things, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. In other words, let's walk with these things. Let these things be planted in us. If you need, ask the Lord, Lord, I need your love right now. Lord, I need your joy right now. These are simple prayers that you can you can reach out by faith and and ask for the Lord to give these things to you. He's a good father. He's not withholding any good thing from his kids. The Bible says all good things come from the Father. I think it's first John one or two talks about that, that all good gifts come from the Father of lights. So again, that's kind of all I really have for you today. You are the light. The Lord loves you. He's faithful. There's a way that you can do this. You can take on this life and absolutely just maintain. And uh, it's it's consistency that the Father is that way. He loves us so, so, so much. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you for making it all the way through the end. I love you guys. Um, I've been on a little road trip around. You know, I've tried all these different little spots for recording. It's been pretty fun. If you're listening to this, thanks for making it through your workout or uh, your road trip or whatever, if you're listening to this in your car or if you're watching this on YouTube. Thanks for checking it out. It's great to see you. You see me. We can uh, follow the Lord together. Sound like a deal? All right, sweet. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. Lift up his countenance upon you. The Lord's face to face with you and let him give you your peace. I'll see you all next time on Roar.